Hi everyone, my name is Haley. And this is Laura. And welcome to The Body Pod. All right, welcome back everyone. On today's episode, we are interviewing Laura for the first time since her baby's birth. So we are going to catch up with her and see how everything's going in the last few weeks. So Laura, welcome. Oh, hello. Can you even believe that you have a newborn? I'm dying. I'm no, dying. Haley just met her. We are freaking out. It's been the best afternoon ever. Yes. So I'm finally meeting my godchild. Yes. Chloe. <laughs> We're so excited. Oh, it's the best. We are in love. So Laura, The last time, our last episode, I think Jamie was 35, almost 36 weeks. Yeah, I think it was when she was 35 weeks pregnant. Oh, this is so exciting. So I want you, we are going to bring Jamie in. We're going to interview Laura first, and then we are going to bring Jamie on. So first of all, Laura, I want you to give us just a little rundown on the birth. How did the birth go? Was it everything that you expected? Tell us everything. (laughs) I mean... Um, they were very, we were very detailed, detailed in our birth plan and our doctors actually asked several, several questions and wanted to be super prepared. And so we had really gone through the birth plan a lot and like par for the course, just nothing goes as planned. Yes. (laughs) There were some, uh, there were a lot of things that, um, went perfectly and just as we hoped, but there were lots of unexpected situations that occurred. But, um, so Jamie, I don't know if we spoke about this on the last podcast. Now I can't remember, Mm -hmm. but Jamie, I know that we did tell you guys that she has had three children and had incredible pregnancies and incredible deliveries. So Jamie has done three natural births in a hospital, Mm -hmm. but every time she gave birth, it was all natural, like not even ibuprofen. Oh, what is she she is is the queen now? She is the queen. She is like, I know she's superhuman. So that was the plan. The plan was, you know, once she went into labor, we were just going to go to the hospital and she would finish laboring there and then give birth like, like her other three, and then walk out like six to eight hours later, you know, it's, so that was in a nutshell, the plan. Um, it obviously gets super detailed when you have a surrogate and intended parents, which is what they call us. Um, but we were all on the same page, which was great. But what happened is Jamie actually had like preterm labor, um, contractions at for like three weeks. Well, yeah. Cause that was happening while we were yeah. interviewing. Her she was time. so sick, like throwing up, like bless her heart. She was such a trooper. Um, so for three weeks that went on. And so, um, I, our doctors are so in tune. It's for women, um, that we went to and just are on top of it. And so, um, they were like, we are in shock that you're not in labor yet. We cannot believe that you have not like gone into labor. The baby's head is here, head down, face down, like everything's ready. Everything is telling us that you should be in labor. So, um, they actually, um, 
they were like, you're so close. It's going to come anytime. Um, and there is a hormone, which I can't remember the name of this hormone. Pitocin? No. So we won't even bring it up because okay. know, so we'll just edit this. <laughs> I have no clue. But, so we went into our doctor's appointment on Wednesday, the 19th, I think it was mm-hmm. September 19th. And they had us come back the next day because they could tell she was progressing and um, we were getting close. And so we went in on Thursday and they said, okay, come back tonight. We're going to admit you. We're going to get it going. Hopefully she can get some sleep tonight and like, we'll be ready to go on Friday. And if it doesn't, if your body doesn't continually progress, she was open to getting a little Pitocin to like jumpstart it. And that was the plan. So she checked in, Carl and I got there a little bit after Thursday night. We all stayed there Thursday night. Our rooms were right next to each other. They were like so accommodating and incredible for this unique situation. Yeah. It's amazing. And honestly, I have to tell you, like it was such a special magical experience because I've never witnessed a birth ever. Like I feel like if you would have had a kid, if you would have had kids older, like you would have let me come to your birth. Oh, but for sure. Everyone, like my sister who would, that's like a natural person that I would watch their birth. She, we didn't live in the same state. So I have never seen yes a birth. So, which is kind of special now thinking about it, that my baby's birth was my very first yes experience, but it was the most magical, magical experience ever. And Carl actually was not going to be in the room because he really wanted Jamie to feel comfortable. And Mm -hmm. he just said, I care more more about her and it's such a vulnerable position. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just, I'm sure like intense and there's a lot of things and it's, yeah, intimate and vulnerable. And so he was thinking more about her and Jamie mm-hmm. just kept saying, well, I want you to know, like you can be in the room. I welcome you to be in the room. And if you change wow. your mind, come in there. And so it was kind of incredible because, um, he did change his mind and, um, ended up being in the room. And had he not done that, I would have, the second everything started happening, the only person I wanted in there was Carl because I knew Jamie was taking care of her yes. mom was there, mm-hmm. the doctor, the nurse, and their main concern was Jamie. And yeah. so for me, I just, I was like, this is our baby and I'm nervous and I'm scared and I'm excited. And I'm uh, just, your heart is like aching because of all the emotions oh. that it's going through. And so I am so glad that he decided to, um, be in the room, which was beautiful. And so Jamie actually, um, labored all day. They started her on Pitocin because her body was just still not, um, progressing mm-hmm. like they wanted. And so it was really hard because the contractions became so intense, like around one o'clock. And I have never witnessed someone in that much pain, like where you could I feel like I could physically feel like the pain coming out of her pores. And she didn't, it's not like she was yelling. She wasn't complaining. It was, she was definitely goes inward and just is trying to manage the pain. 
And I was just sitting there with her mom. It was just her mom and um, Jamie and I. And I just kept looking at her mom and her mom's like, I was at her other three births and I've never seen her like this. And the doctor did say Pitocin makes it worse. Yeah. Yes. She said Pitocin labor pains and like normal labor pains. You can't even compare them. (gasps) Okay. So she's still going natural. She went natural. So at this point, she's still natural. She has not had an uh, nothing. I'm blown away. And it was Pitocin, like just, they were kind of like slowly giving it to her. And I finally, I was sitting there and I just, I wasn't making a sound, but like tears gushing out of my eyes. And I was just like, I am the reason why this person is in so much pain. And I would have done anything in that moment to take it away. away. And I'm just in awe of her, but then also just, I like, I can't take it another second, please help her. But you know, they know that she's wanting to try and do it natural. And so I just, after like an hour of watching this, I was like, okay, I'm going to go update Carl. I'll be right back. And so I went into the other room and like 15, 20 minutes later, the nurse came in and said, I was standing there talking to Carl, updating him. And we were kind of emotional because it's really scary and nerve wracking too, right? I'm like, I want Jamie to be okay. I want the baby to be okay. I want everything to be okay. And you don't have control over any of that. So anyway, I um, went while Carl and I were talking, the nurse walked up and she's like, Lara, Jamie needs you come now. Who's like, oh my gosh. So we hurry and go into the (laughs) other room and I'm like, is everything okay? And Jamie said, you are not going to believe the words that are coming out of my mouth. But she said, I think I'm going to get an epidural. Oh, thank goodness. (laughs) And I was like, anything, like I was happy because I was like, if I can get that pain taken away from you, then I am all in. Mm -hmm. And so she's kind of was because she is so caring, even in this moment of pain, right? She's trying to be this good communicator and talk to me about it. And she's, and I said, Jamie, this is whatever you want to do. I am 1000% in support of it. And so I was like, yes, let's do it. I'm like, whatever you need. And we could not get that epidural fast enough. Like the doctor and the nurse had to give her counter pressure while we were waiting for the anesthesiologist. And then during the epidural, and what is really beautiful is our doctor and the nurse, the nurse was so phenomenal too. They just knew they were actually sitting outside and they were watching like the baby and her. They were like, she cannot go on this much yes. longer. And so how do we, how do we try to bring up that really this is what we recommend? Yeah. So they were so grateful that she decided. actually decided on her own. But what's really incredible is they gave her like one dose. She got up, she could still fill like 50% of it at least. And so I was worried that she would regret it after, but I mean, she got up after she took a shower after she came into our room an hour and a half, two hours later, walked in like nothing, like she hadn't given birth. So they just gave her this one dose that took it from like a 10 being really a 47 Mm -hmm. in pain to a 
like four, which was manageable. And they're like, okay, we're going to let you take a nap. We want you to try and sleep for 20 minutes. It's going to feel like you've slept for eight hours. And then we're going to wake you up and check you. And so that's exactly what happened. And I was like, come get me when you check her. We went in and checked her and they're like, go get your gowns, get in here. This baby's coming out. We are ready. I mean, she probably pushed like six times. Our birthing video is like 10 minutes long. Oh my gosh. It was, so that's like the dramatic lead up. It just, I mean, lots of things happened that we weren't expecting, but from the second, like when Carl and I put on our gowns and we were in that room and after like while she was pushing, I was standing right next to her with the warm blankets on me. Cause I was like, these are warm now. Like what yeah. if it, they're like, Oh no, the baby's coming now. I was like, okay. So I was standing there and it was so interesting. Cause Carl's like, I feel like you were in shock because I, was, <laughs> I just, I had tears running down my face, but I was just like my baby's coming out. Like one, you just want him to be healthy and whole. And I'm also like, I have waited to meet you like yes. my entire life. I know. And so I'm like, it was just this moment of like, I know so amazing. And so <laughs> I was just sitting there waiting and they all, everyone in that room was so excited. And you could just tell every person was just so emotional and so happy for that moment. And the second, like she came out, it just, I was like, oh my gosh, of course that is you. And, but just waiting for her, like those 10 minutes felt like the longest 10 minutes to my life, because I'm like, oh my gosh, she's coming yes. and I'm meeting my baby. Yes. And it's, and they handed her to me and it was so incredible and magical and it really they're just like no probably words. just like surreal like so the... surreal and it has felt surreal I mean even today when Carl came home he's like can you believe she's ours I mean we say it like every day and so and then Carl was right there and Carl actually cut the cord we did oh. delayed cord clamping so we held her like for a minute and then he cut the cord and Jamie was just Jamie was emotional. We were emotional. Everyone in the room, it was just such a beautiful moment and so surreal. And then they, um, they took her and weighed her and measured her. And Carl and I were just standing there watching in awe. And what was interesting is, so my friend was in there, my two friends were in there recording it and capturing everything for us. And they saw Jamie like looking over at us and kind of trying to see through the nurses and they were like, Oh my gosh, is she sad? Like we feel so bad. Like she's sad. And what is funny is I kind of looked over and I could tell that she was trying to see her. And I was like, no, she just wants to make sure that she did her job and she like got her here safe and that she's okay. And, Oh, and that's like, exactly like the doctor was like, no, she just wants to know that she like did her job and that she got her here. It was like, <laughs> I'm obsessed with Jamie. I know, times I, can. 10. I know. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I might leave Carl and marry you. Like I'm obsessed with you. <laughs> I'm just but no, it is. She is 
truly a remarkable human. And so uh, after they like handed her to me um, and Carl after, like I walked her up to Jamie and we both just like, were like holding each other. Like I was like holding her arm and I was, we were both just like, thank you. Like we love you so much. And it was, man, it was quite like an experience and it, yeah. Oh, I cannot. Oh, I was a nervous wreck because I was like, I got to text her. No, I got to wait. I got to text her. No, I got to wait. And then finally I texted you the next morning yeah. and I was like, I'm on pins and needles. I was just like, figured she was here, but I, I just can't even imagine how overwhelming. And I just have to say, I am okay. Obviously we're all obsessed with Jamie now time for 10, <laughs> but I'm pretty like one of the strongest people that I know. I, I walked around on a broken femur for weeks without yeah. knowing I, the second I was going into labor with any of my kids, I was like, where's the epidural right now? Yeah, no, I know. That's why I'm so impressed that she was holding out. Oh yeah. Her strength and like, not only just her ability to like manage pain and, but her mind, like the strength of her mind and the power inside her is incredible. I mean, it was very impressive. In fact, I was like, I think I'm pretty tough, but I'm like, Lara, you, I mean, you need to up your game here. <laughs> like watching her. Like, I cannot wait until we talk to Jane. I a few cannot minutes. wait either. And you guys, I'm Sorry. sorry to, that was definitely the long version. And I do think it's sometimes better to give the short version, but I wasn't sure like how to give you just the impact of the story oh. and not give more like backstory. Details. Yeah. More details. It was beautiful. So, Okay. So walk us through the baby's here. It's magical. There's nothing. She's healthy. She has 10 fingers, 10 toes. Perfect. When do you leave the hospital and what does that transition look like? So we were able to leave the hospital just like normal. She had to stay 24 hours. So we left, she was born at five 19 on Friday and we left like at five or six on Saturday. And it was hilarious because Carl and I were I mean, obviously we are enamored and so Mm -hmm. in love, but we got her dress to leave. We put the outfit on wrong. I mean, it was like, we were all (laughs) like, I've been around kids. I know how to do this. What's happening. And then both of us are like, wait, we've walked through the car seat. Why are we not? I mean, were you so scared to drive home and like hating every person on the road? Yes. He got on the freeway going the wrong way. So yeah, it was just kind of funny. We were so excited because we were excited to just come home and be together. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was kind of funny, like looking back how nervous and just, wait, how do you, wait, uh, uh, what do you do? Not knowing what to do with the car seat and everything else. But no, we drove so slow on the way home. I drove in the backseat next to her, all the things that people tell you Mm -hmm. that you do, that you don't think you're going to do. We did all of those things, but it was really magical because we just had all you know time alone together in the house the first night yeah the first night and even the second night and just yeah it was really honestly it surreal like I would say like what we were saying before that would be the best word to describe it and it yeah it's been incredible 
So how have you, in the last five weeks, how do you feel like your relationship with Carl that was already very strong and you guys were very connected, how do you feel like it's changed just in the last five weeks? I feel like probably the the biggest way that it's changed is I think that we just felt even more connected and bonded mm-hmm. and almost without even talking about it, just managing your partnership in like a loving and respectful way. And I think probably part of that is our age, like having a baby mm-hmm. older is I, I want to make sure like his life is going well, where he's still able to like go to all of his meetings and be mm-hmm. able to show up for work in the way he needs to. And he does the same and he'll, you know, at night he'll say, okay, I'm going to get up at this feeding. You get up at this feeding. And we just kind of want to manage it where it's like, we want, I want you to get six hours of sleep. I'm going to get six hours of sleep. Mm -hmm. It's going to be better for her. So I would, I would say it's just like a very, um, visual or like like you can see your partnership and Mm -hmm. your love come out in all the actions and the ways that you're trying to show up for each other. And then to see him with her, I can't take it. Oh, I sob my eyes out every second. And when he is holding her and he, I've seen him cry more in the last five weeks than I've ever seen him cry. It's the sweetest thing. And this is so sweet. I know just to see the love he has for her and for me Yes, is, I mean, yeah, I would say it's just made us like fall in love even deeper and yeah you just feel so much more connected like Mm -hmm. we made this human and we are responsible for her and we want to show up as our best selves yes yeah nine million percent okay and I love that he's getting up so Steve would get up and he would like take the bottle at like midnight and then I would go in there after half an hour he's like oh he's still out there something I'd go in and he would be asleep in the chair with the uh, baby. And I was like, you're fired from like ever feeding. Did you do that on purpose? Uh, <laughs> you didn't have to get up. You're like, now you're canned and you're making my job a lot harder. Right. <laughs> I mean, I have to say, and I was just like, oh, Chloe's sleeping like a dream. My kids, I'm sorry, all three of you, if you're listening to this, but they sucked as babies <laughs> and sleeping. I'm like, I got robbed. I got robbed. They were hard. Oh, just the sleeping was terrible. All right. So do you think if you could go back and tell yourself in some of your darkest moments, and I mean, I, I would say like, I was aware of these darkest moments, but you kind of signed off to everyone, um, during these darkest moments, what would you say to yourself? Is there anything you would say? I think that looking back at those one it feels I can't believe what I had to like go through but I yeah I wish that I could go back and in a way honestly I almost feel like in those darkest moments there was always some like I never gave up Mm -hmm. and I was like I do not care I know I have an egg I have a baby I have I just never gave up. I felt like, no, this baby is waiting to come to Mm me. And so I, yeah, I honestly, I wished I could go back and say to myself, like, you are right. Keep going and just try and 
make the days a little bit brighter, but. Okay. I have no rights to any of this, <laughs> but the whole time. And I hate when people say this because you're like, mm, easy for you to say. I <laughs> felt the whole time, like you're like, I just knew that this, a baby was coming to you. Yeah. Even when it was overwhelming and you were just like, you know, I mean, even if you had hope, but you were just like, well, realistically X, Y, and Z has not added up. Like it was supposed oh, to. Yeah. And the whole time I was just like, there is a baby. You've talked about this baby since we were 22. Yeah. When I met you, there is a baby waiting to come to you. And, oh, I'm already obsessed. I mean, I knew I would. I was obsessed I before this baby even existed. No, so was I. Oh. I know. And it is, but I do think when you are going through IVF or any infertility issues or, you know, whatever um, problems that arise during that, it does feel like you do have those moments where it's despair. You just oh. think there is no way this is going to happen for me. And you do have those moments. And I just, honestly, I did every single thing I could that I, that I know helps with like mind, body. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know you did. Just the meditation, the like writing, the journaling, the praying, the, all of the things. And I think just not giving up and just, I mean, there is something about being relentless and not giving up. And I know that there are roadblocks and you've experienced things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Medical things that arise that I get are real, but, um, yeah. So I'm just so glad that I didn't, and that I had the strength to keep pushing forward, but yeah, I just never, I was like, no, no, it is happening. I think that is a testament to, I, I can't imagine. I, my heart always went out to you for multiple reasons, but I think being in Utah where everyone, your friends were all having babies at 22, myself oh. included, 22, 23. And living in this state, I can imagine how someone who is waiting and waiting and having all of these, you know, missed opportunity, doing everything that they can mm -hmm. and having these roadblocks with just looking around, you're in the land of children. Oh, literally. It's like in your face and to have to, be like, okay, you know, it's like what they say with in anything. I can imagine it's 10 million times worse, but like, okay, focus in, like stay in your lane, focus on you and not all of these other people that have babies. And I, I can only imagine how much tougher it would be in a state like this, where there's just babies everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. <sighs> yeah. It was hard. It was, it's really hard. Well, the last question before we bring Jamie on, how would you say, what would be the, the, what has surprised you the most about, I don't know, about the birth, about the transition, about where you are right now? Um, I probably two things, um, that I can think of that surprised me the most. One of them is, I mean, totally cliche, but I mean, everyone tells you like, you don't know love until you've had a baby and mm -hmm. all of those things. And I was expecting that. I mean, I felt like I loved this baby so hard and so, so with my whole heart before mm -hmm. I even knew this baby. Um, but when 
she was born. And then for even the week after, I mean, a couple of times, Carl in that first week said, are you okay? Like, are you sad? What's going on? And I could not stop crying. And because I would just look at her and I, I was so overwhelmed. I said, no, it is such joy and happiness. And I said, I feel like my heart got cracked open. All of my emotions are outside Mm -hmm. of my body and I cannot put them back in. And I don't even know, my body does not know how to process the love that I feel. And so it's all of them are just out, Mm -hmm. out outside of my body. And it, it just is so incredible. And so it is like, it was surprising to me actually how powerful those emotions were. Mm -hmm. And I knew it would be because everyone tells you, but to actually feel them was so surprising Mm -hmm. to me. And then the other surprising thing to me, and because it's been five weeks is I feel like everyone is so different. And I think maybe it's because where I'm at in my life and my age and, um, I, I don't even know why, but it's made me even more hyper-focused on my career where Mm -hmm. I have felt like, um, my time is so precious and valuable and everyone's is whether they have kids or not. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I actually value people's time regardless, Mm -hmm. like no matter what, but I, I don't know what's made me want to just really focus on my career in a way where I want to do things that are meaningful and mm-hmm. I want to make her proud and I want to make myself proud. Yes. And every minute that I am doing anything that isn't to do with her, I just really need it worthwhile. Yeah. I need it worthwhile. And just, you know, a lot of people said, Oh, you aren't going to want to work after you have a baby. And there's lots of people that I know that that is the case. And I actually think that's beautiful too. Mm-hmm. I think that there's not one way to do anything in your life, including having a baby. Absolutely. Um, and I just think honoring whatever it is that you feel um, for any woman or any man, like is super important. And so for me, it, it was kind of surprising too, that I was like, I actually am excited to do things that I'm like really want to pour my heart into and just do things that are worthwhile. And I don't know, it just made me almost like have more, um, focus. Yeah. Focus. And it made me almost more excited, which took me by surprise in a massive way. And yeah. And maybe because I am older, I I'm not worried about managing my time because I know I'm going to be able to do that and Mm -hmm. do things. So yeah, that I would say that has been the most huge surprise. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. This has been so lovely (laughs) and emotional and meaningful, just as the surrogate story that we posted before. And we cannot wait to bring Jamie on. So I am so excited because I feel like I even learned things about Jamie in our podcast. Because when someone else is asking someone questions, Mm -hmm. I'm like, wait, I knew that. But Oh my gosh, I feel like I just learned even more about this. So I'm so excited for Jamie to come on right now too, so we can talk about everything. We are going to get right to the good stuff. So 
Jamie. I interviewed Laura uh, last week about her experience going through this as you were giving birth and that whole process. So we would love to hear from you today about once you went into labor, what did that experience look like? Kind of just walk us through what you experienced. So little Miss Chloe gave me a long labor, which was very different than any of my other babies. So it was a completely different experience than I've ever had before. Um, She was breech up until almost 36 weeks. And I was going to the chiropractor all the time, getting massages, acupuncture, trying to get her to flip because I did not want a C-section. Yes. Were you freaking out? A little bit. (laughs) A little bit. And I was too. I did not want her to have to have a C-section. She's had three natural, incredible deliveries. Chloe's just making her way in so many different ways. She's just like, listen, I'm boss and you guys all just need to play along. (laughs) Okay. So she's breached. She ended up turning. Breached. She wasn't turning. One night she flipped in the middle of the night and I felt her flip. And I was so excited. And then about 24 hours later, I started having contractions. So so they started off really mild. And then they, every three to four minutes, I was having a pretty strong contraction. So I think it was on Labor Day. Yeah, appropriately on Labor Day. (laughs) We, I called Laura and said, I am in labor. I've done this three times. I think it's time to go in. So we kind of frantically went in and (laughs) I was in labor, but wasn't making any progress. So we were there for a few hours and then they sent us home. Okay. And then about two and a half weeks of that, of constant contractions every three to four minutes. Chloe. So that was a big change. (laughs) I know I am like you need you have some apologizing to do putting her in pain and distress for two and a half weeks or so then finally on the 21st when we went in and checked into the hospital it was kind of go time we just went from there so it was a very different labor and than I've had before because I'd always gone into it just really the minute I started having contractions I was in labor and making progress So the labor was definitely different than I was used to. Yeah. What do you feel like? Because I really want to know. I mean, I obviously was there and I um, spoke to Haley about this last week about my experience. I want to know what your experience was when obviously you, I knew you were profoundly strong mentally and physically, just knowing you've had three natural labors and just watching you mentally go through such extreme pain. I was so impressed, but I want to know like from your extreme pain to like you going into labor and the labor process of delivering her and all of that, like what was your experience personally, like from your side? From my side, physically, I feel like I could handle almost anything, but mentally it is a big stress and challenge, knowing that you are bringing this baby into the world and wanting to do everything to get her here safely and in the best, the best way. So you're dealing with this physical pain, but also emotionally, 
what's the best course of action to get her here? I think that every decision that was made was just all about getting her here. I mean, I'm blown away that you did the natural birth. I'm just going to say, I was saying when I was just chatting with Lara that I walked around on a broken femur for weeks because the doctors like misdiagnosed me. And I was like, there's no way in hell I would give natural birth. So I'm bowing down to you. I am like blown away because I was like, oh, give me the drugs right from the second I walked in. Mm-hmm. Let's go. So that is I mean, I'm so impressed that you've done this three times and then here it comes. Did you feel like it was more painful this time because of the long duration of the labor? Definitely more painful this time and just more drawn out. And then I was much more emotional than with any of my other births because any baby you want to bring here safely, but this just felt like such yeah. high stakes. Mm. I can't even, I didn't have it. I mean, of course that was in the back of my mind, but just even hearing you say it, I can't even imagine just, yeah, that added pressure or emotional component to the labor when it's already such a intense situation, regardless of if you're bringing your own baby or not into the world. I, I can't even imagine. And I love how you pointed that out because that's what I was thinking the whole time. I'm like, that, that it, you, I can't imagine I've never experienced it, but just from your own birth, it's like, you want to know that everything's going right. And then now you're responsible for, you know, a lot of it, not everything you can't control, but like you have this whole other component that just adds so much. I, that's, that is a lot. So here you are. When did you decide to have an epidural? So we decided Oh, what around we had already been in the hospital for I mean yeah like 15 16 hours I mean a long time a long time and I just wasn't progressing and so finally we decided to get an epidural which I felt very defeated but yeah. my I think my body was just done mentally I was done and so we got the epidural and then just a really light dose. And I think it was just enough for me to relax and for my body to kind of let go. And I think and less than an hour later, she, I was ready to, ready to go. Oh yeah. I mean, the labor part was like 10 minutes. <laughs> once it was, once she was ready to go. How, how was Chloe size wise compared to your others? Was she about the same in weight? She was smaller than my other kids. All of my other were, my kids were almost nine pounds or no, almost 10 pounds each. What? So she's a lot smaller. Well, my first one, Berlin was nine pounds, nine pounds, 22 inches right from the get go. And then my second was six pounds, six inches. And my husband was like, he just slid right out. But I mean, it was so much easier for me. I mean, even with an epidural, like the labor was just so fast because he was tiny compared to this nine pound, you know, like the first baby has to pave the way. I mean, okay. So you had big kids too. Yeah. 
big kids. And then once she was born, I was, we were kind of like regrouping and it's all such a blur when you're having a baby. And we found out that the reason why I wasn't progressing and why I'd been in labor so long is when she flipped, her hand was in her mouth. So she was blocking her own way out. Yeah. Her hand is always up like this. In fact, like right now, right this second, her hand is up like this. I'm loving Chloe's personality already. I'm like, girlfriend is just like not sticking with any, any rules. She's doing everything her own way. Exactly. Wait, I have a question now that it, it is all over, but I want to get back to like when Chloe came out and everything, but do you still feel defeated about getting an epidural? And what was cool is they said they gave her like a sprinkle, like just a little dose. She still could feel everything. She was walking around afterwards. It wasn't, it was kind of just like a tiny little, yeah, they were like, it was like a whiff is what they kept saying. Do you still feel that way now? Or do you feel like, okay, that's what I needed. I don't feel defeated. Mm, I still feel a little defeated, Okay, but I know that I've done it three times before And so I think that circumstance-wise, it had to happen. So I've accepted it. It took a while for me to come to terms with it, but I'm getting there. I feel like I need to train you because (laughs) you clearly have a high mental and physical pain tolerance. This is like right up my alley. You would be my perfect client. No, she's not a complainer. Okay, so I want to know like... When Chloe came out, what what were your emotions? What were your thoughts from the time she came out to the time like we left the room to let them keep like taking care of you? And maybe you don't know because that's true. Like you are giving birth. You're in such physical distress. What do you like? What were your thoughts? I would love to know. It was just an instant relief. Just instant, the minute I heard her cry, I just this amazing. It was the most beautiful thing. And the fact that she was here and safe and home and where she belonged, it just, I, I've never felt relief like that in my life. <laughs> I know. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. That is the sweetest, the sweetest thing that I have ever heard. That is Lara talked about that too. Um, You'll be able to hear when we have her episode. It's from someone on the outside that was not involved personally. It's so emotional on both sides. And I don't know if you know, if you both have done more research on surrogacy or have known people, but I don't know, like it just seems from people that have asked me, that know Lara and they're like, okay, how was the experience? And it's, I'm like, this is the most beautiful relationship. And I don't know if every surrogacy is like that. I'm guessing that you guys really hit the jackpot on both sides because I mean, it's pretty profound listening to you both and, and, and hearing your experiences with it. Yeah. I feel like I had uh, Carl and I feel like we hit the jackpot for sure. Yeah, I do. That was a beautiful experience. But do you do you remember when after you gave birth and after they weighed her and did everything and you kept looking over 
trying to see her. And do you remember when I walked her over so you could see her? And how did you feel in that moment of just seeing this person that you carried for nine months and got her hair safe? It felt amazing because I finally saw like that end that end result, the end goal and what we've been working for and what you've been working for all of these years. And I was just a little snippet in it, but I feel like it was so amazing seeing it all come together after knowing your story for so long. Mm. And she was just so perfect and so much love towards her and you. Yeah. Um, So it was just beautiful and amazing. I always think if you could go back Jamie, like, I don't know, five years, eight years, would you have had any idea that this would be part of your story? No idea. No clue. I don't think that this is anything that you can even explain or plan. It just, fate kind of brings you to people. And I don't think that this was ever something I thought would happen. So one of the questions that I got a lot prior to the birth and now that I get a lot afterwards is how you're doing and how postpartum is going without a baby and how is Jamie doing, which I appreciate that everyone cares and asks. And so I'm wondering, yeah, how are you feeling? How are you doing? How has the experience been different? I'm feeling really great. The experience was different in physically. I felt kind of the same as I felt each time, but I think the big difference is not having the baby is the reminder that I just had a baby. And so it was just kind of jumped into life kind of quick. And so I think that's a big thing for surrogates to remember is you did just have a baby. So even though you don't have that reminder, kind of have to slow down and physically heal first. And has it been nice to be able to sleep through the night? It's very nice, (laughs) especially with the three weeks before of no sleep. So the first night of sleep was amazing. And emotionally, it's been great. So you haven't experienced any postpartum like blues or anything? No, I haven't actually. There's moments of... I remember telling Carl and Laura one of the first times I came up here, I'd like wake up in the middle of the night in a panic because I hadn't felt the baby move. And then, you know, take a second to remind the baby's already here. So that was kind of an adjustment at first, but nothing postpartum blues or sadness. It's all just been, I've just been really happy actually. (laughs) Which is so incredible. It makes me so happy to hear that. And One thing I want to say too, for anyone who is thinking about being a surrogate is that one thing I really appreciated is during our last podcast, it was about the 35 weeks and we were going every week to the doctor. And I really appreciated how our doctors addressed that subject and they would say, okay, we want you to let us know if you're having any emotions. If you're feeling down, we're going to call you a week after we're going to call you two weeks after and just addressing the subject prior to birth and normalizing it and making it feel like, just so you know, we, we get the situation. It's unique. So we're here. We're going to do anything we can. And I told Jamie too, prior to the birth, I'm 
Carl and I are here in any capacity to help with that if you need anything. And I actually really appreciate that the doctors addressed it because I do think, I mean, I feel like Jamie's superhuman and incredible in every way. And I think it's also normal to have those blues and to feel down. And so I just appreciate that it's just was a conversation from the get-go. Yes, absolutely. Jamie, was it weird like leaving the hospital without a baby? Because that, that's question that's a question that I think Laura's been asked and, and people have asked me. And I'm like, I don't I don't know. I'll ask her. <laughs> it was it was a little weird, but it was also I Chloe's not my baby. So I knew that from the start of I wasn't going home with a baby because Chloe is not mine. So I love her. I'm so happy she's here, but she's not mine. So it's been it's been nice seeing her and visiting. And I think that's kind of eased the transition a little bit is that there's an open communication and pictures and I get all of the fun stuff, but I don't have to wake up in the middle of the night. <laughs> I'm glad you get to take care of you. You're not waking up in the middle of the night all through the night. Yeah. Do you feel completely recovered right now as far as just like the physical, what what physically happens after birth? Do you feel like you're kind of back ready to kind of get back exercising or, you know, whatever you're doing for your normal routine? Your body changes so much during pregnancy. And so while it's beautiful and healthy and necessary, I've maybe jumped back into exercising a little too soon just to... (laughs) So I've kind of had to scale it back and remember to give myself a little bit of time. I mean, I would do the same thing. You're in good company there with Haley and I. (laughs) What has your kids' experience been with little Chloe? My kids have loved everything about it. They are old enough. My youngest is seven now. So they're all old enough to understand the process and know what's going on. So I've been really grateful to Carl and Laura that they've included my kids in a lot of things and they've really appreciated that. So they feel special and included. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, Okay. I have one last question before we let Jamie go. (laughs) Would you ever do it again? I would do this experience a million times over (laughs) every day, but I, I would never be a surrogate again, only because I feel like this experience was so amazing and perfect and everything happened how it should have been. I wouldn't ever want to do it again and leave with the bad taste in your mouth. (laughs) And I'm getting older. This pregnancy was a lot harder being older than my others. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that that is, I mean, like I said, I don't have any experience that Laura is the first person that I've known that has has used a surrogate, but I can imagine that just from what I know of people and situations um, that it, you know, it might not be as pinpoint perfect as this experience has been. And so love and loving and warm and you have two very easy personalities coming together, which, you know, doesn't happen all the time. So I think that that's a huge blessing to have that experience. And I, I definitely wouldn't want to, if it were me, I, I a hundred percent get that. I would not want to do, do it again. If you're like, well, I mean, you know, 
you hit here, you, you, you hit the highest point, And then now from here, who knows what, what it would be like again. And so, well, thank you so much, Jamie. I cannot wait to, I hope we can do some more interviews just down the line as little Chloe grows up. And it's been so informative, this whole experience for me as someone, as an outsider, just having a best friend that is experiencing it. So I hope that all the listeners are, you know, if, if you know someone that, that this has been helpful for them. And Laura, are you open to people contacting you if they wanted to know about, you know, and, and had any questions for you? Yes, no, absolutely. I mean, that's one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast is so that people know that we're accessible to them and we want to help people live their best life in every capacity. And I think that once people listen to these two different podcasts, they might have more questions and we can even do um, some quick Q and A's down the road too, if it's helpful for people. So yeah, you're always welcome to DM me or contact us and we're, we're here to help anyone going through this process on any on either end, being a surrogate or an intended parent. Well, that is so good to hear. And thank you both for sharing your experience and letting it be very intimate and emotional. I cannot wait to do further conversations with both of you and see how this experience keeps developing and growing as as our little Chloe keeps growing up. So thank you everyone for joining and we will be back soon. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider giving us a five-star rating and sharing the body pod with your friends. Until next time.